Mariah here from Pink Pewter and welcome to my biz talk. Guys, I have someone super, super amazing that she made herself remarkable. Seriously, guys, she made herself remarkable on social media and made a mark in this beauty industry. She's extremely talented. She is does everything with passion. And you know how I love to bring people that have so much passion for this industry to give you tips and tricks on how to get to the next level. And I have Cindy Lopez here today, and I'm going to have her on right now. And she's going to introduce herself. Come on on, Cindy. Hi, everybody. Hi, Mariah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I feel like it's been a whirlwind since we've met. And I just like cannot wait to tell everybody about how we met and kind of where we've gone from there. <laughs> You are incredible. So you guys know why I say remarkable? Have you ever heard of the word remarkable? I'm sure you have, 100%, I'm sure you have. So I always talk in a lot of my, my events that you are the brand. And Sydney Lopez made herself remarkable and she became a brand. And you know, I always explain how to become remarkable by the story. Imagine yourself going to a destination and, you, and it's far away, it's like three hours long and you're driving on the road or on the highway and all you see on the sides is cornfields and cows, cornfields and cows. And all of a sudden you see a purple cow and you look at it while you're driving and you're like, whoa, this is gorgeous. That cow was remarkable, right? It was different, it was awesome. And I always say, in order to, to become a brand, you're either invisible or remarkable. And Cindy Lo Lopez became remarkable on social media. And you know, I've known her for many years and she started like everybody. And now she has blossomed into you know, levels that you would dream about, seriously. And I have her on because I want her to tell you a little bit of how she started. Come on, girlfriend, tell us how you start. Okay, so my story, I feel like it's like a lot of other hairstylist stories. My mom um, has been in the industry for 46 years now. She um, grew up, I grew up like literally at her salon in the 80s. Um, her original headlines hair design started in 1979. Um, so last year we celebrated 40 years from the time she opened her first salon. And I just grew up in hair. I mean, the first time we colored my hair, I was three years old. I was a brunette. She decided she wanted a redhead and I was willing to sit through a perm and color. <laughs> and she made me a redhead, a, a curly haired redhead. And from that point on, I was just hooked. And I went from that, I actually have a degree in secondary education. I kind of like took a different turn. Honestly, I just wanted to swim in college. And um, in order to do that, I needed to get a degree in something. So I went ahead and went through for the education route and um, realized that I wasn't really passionate about like teaching high school kids. And I actually got sucked into the retail world, which I loved. I worked for Saks Fifth Avenue for um, seven years and then put myself through cosmetology school through Saks Fifth Avenue and um, graduated, actually went to cosmetology school at 30 years old. So I always tell people like, it's never too late. I have so many young girls who are like, oh, I'm 25 and I just graduated from college, but I really wanted to go to hair school. And I'm like, girl, you got five years on me. Like I didn't even go till I was 30. So I went to cosmetology school, graduated pregnant with my firstborn at 30, and then went into a salon where my mom worked with 15 other stylists who had all been in the industry for 30 plus years. And 
um, was blessed enough to have them basically fill my chair. <laughs> and I just started that way. And then Instagram just kind of happened. It was, um, let's see, I graduated in 2012 and 2014. I, I was tired of like people bringing me Pinterest pictures and um, one of the girls that is one of my clients now that I love told me, you've got to get an Instagram. I've got to be able to see your stuff. And I thought, I don't have time for that. I'm working 60, 65 hours behind the chair. Like there's no way she kept telling me for two and a half, three years in 2017, I finally was like, okay, fine. Pictures are fun. I love photography. Um, I started taking pictures and, and like fell in love with that side of it. Not necessarily even for the like you know, getting your name out there. I just really love taking photos and to actually have my clients be able to see their hair, you know, and compare it to what they brought into me. And in 2018 is when I was like, okay, this Instagram is actually like part of my business now. And I can see the payoff regardless of like how many followers I have, like my clients are loving it. And so that's kind of what got me into the Instagram world. And then fast forward to 2020 when everything um, shut down. I've got, I actually have a baby. <laughs> the world shut down. And two weeks later, I had Maxwell, my little baby girl. And this, thank goodness for Instagram, because that is where my business continued. I was able to, you know, still teach classes, still educate, still do, I teach um, Instagram classes and one on one coaching. And so my um, career has just kind of taken a path from the time I was three getting my hair colored all the way till now at 39, <laughs> you know, and it's just interesting to see where we're going to go from there. My mom and I actually own a salon together now. We own the second headlines hair design. And so I work literally across from her all day long. And I am one of those stylists that still works behind the chair. I mean, I literally work every single day. I just work half days some of the time and I don't really take days off, which is like you, I know you're the same way but I take enough time off to be with my family. And so it's kind of that, that's kind of where we are now is like owning a salon, teaching things online, and then still having a family in 2020. That's amazing. I love it. I mean, I, I think you're, like I said, you're remarkable. You know, when I, when I first met you, there's thousands of pictures. I'm scrolling through Instagram, thousands of pictures, you know, and you were that purple cow that I stopped <laughs> because I was so amazed. You work with your heart on your sleeve. I'm so, I, I, you're transparent. I love you. You're a real person. And that's why people connect with you. And uh, you're, you're incredible. I'm actually really excited. Um, I'm happy that you're doing online education. That's actually really important, especially in these times. And uh, you go girl, um, you go girl. So you, you know, you, it, it's hard to adapt to hard situations. And a lot of people, um, you know, don't know how to adapt because it's all, you know, it's all in the mind, right? Because you're like, oh my God, my business is slow, but what can I do? You ended up adapting and finding solutions and you worked really fast. And I always say hairdressers, always think fast. Why? Because they're entrepreneurs. It's in their blood to figure things out really fast. And you did that. Um, you did that. And I'm really happy. So I'm going to ask you because, you know, you're, you're obviously doing online education, right? But people, you know, want to know uh, how to find like, you know, there's no, um, there's no shows and no events. You're obviously doing your online education. So if you could share how to get in touch with you, um, that would be great because people want to learn uh, how to create content like you because you're amazing. How to do color like you, by the way, she does amazing vivid colors. That's something she did say out loud. Her colors are next level and they're very different. So 
I'm going to put her Instagram right here because you guys all need to follow her and learn from her. But go ahead. What is like, what, how, how do they find you and what are you teaching exactly so they know how to find you? Yeah. So for anyone that wants to find me, my Instagram handle is really easy. It's just my name. And thank goodness. I just started with that instead of another name. It's just easier. It's Sydney, just like Australia, S Y D N E Y. And then Ann Lopez, um, hair. And then basically once you pop on that, it should have all the information they need. And I am like really big on giving away free education. Um, when I started in this business, there was literally nobody hardly in the world doing any sort of fashion colored hair. And there was only one or two brands just, and that was like 10 years ago, um, who are even offering direct dyes or fashion colored like options. And so I learned everything from a hair forum that was not even for professionals. It was literally for people who wanted to color their hair at home. And I had to go there and learn how to bleach out hair and how to use what color I needed to get it to bleach it blue or pink or purple or whatever it was. And so from there, thank goodness for Instagram, like coming around and all of these amazing artists ahead of me, sharing all the knowledge they want. And that's like one thing I always like really encourage the classes I teach a lot of times are to educators um, who have been in the industry for 30 plus years. And the thing that's so easy about teaching them is they already have all the information that we, the rest of us want to know, right? Like they just need to share it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do. So if you go to my page, literally anything you click on should be educational. That's like my number one goal is to not just do like pretty fun hair, which I do. And I love it. Um, but what you guys see on my page is you will only see clients that are actually coming in and like asking for a service. I don't have models. I don't do model calls. I don't do anything. It's like literally clients that come into my chair. And I just think through like, um, I think when you teach, you learn a lot. And so I think through the little things that maybe I've taken for granted or that I'm like, oh, I should teach them this, like a simple thing. Like, you know, when you get to the last section of hair, where am I going to put that without getting purple on it when I flip it over? And then, oh, you just like put a foil on it and flip it over the foil. Just little tips that can make everyone's life easier. And those are all over my page. And then the new thing with Instagram that I love is they've created guides, which that's like my goal moving forward is to try to like organize all my tips into like color tips and Instagram tips and those kind of things that you can do under guides. Um, and then I also keep people DM me all the time. I love it because I have tried to make myself very available to like anyone who follows me or anyone that has a question. And it's so fun. I'll even I just FaceTimed someone the other day who was literally had a client in the chair and she's like, okay, I know you said that I can put blue over a level eight, but I don't know if this is level eight. Can I like FaceTime you really quick? And I said, sure, let's do it. So I'm like calling her with my client and we're looking at the color and I'm helping her formulate. So I am like very easy to get a hold of, not on Facebook. I'm not great on there, but on Instagram, I'm really easy to get a hold of. And so I do, I, I share a lot on there. And then I also um, like, in 2020, I've had mostly salons hire me for classes because I love teaching that. And what's really cool is, you know, one salon's goal might be to, um, I just did one at this huge salon in New York that had 47 stylists and they are like, they are a legacy in our industry and they lost 30% of their business during COVID. And they have never had to rebuild a business. They have never needed to have an Instagram because these are like established stylists that are incredible. And so they didn't, they, they, I literally taught a whole class on how to take what you would do in the past 
on like, you know, handing out referral cards, like how to make that um, valuable on Instagram and how to kind of like switch gears. And so I think the thing with Instagram is it's so different for everybody. And that's, that's one of the things that I can't preach enough is like, what's your end goal here? Like, what is your plan? Are you trying to just be well-known? Are you trying to make money? Are you trying to get clients in your chair? Are you like trying to work with brands? And it's kind of like dependent on what you're wanting to do, like where my education goes with that. I love it. Guys, did you see that? She is giving free education on her Instagram. So you better go check it out because you're going to learn a lot of things. She is, um, she does color, I'm telling you, in a different level. And I love that all that passion that you give to the stylist. So I have a question. What do you think are the most important characteristics of successful people? And how do you rate yourself in this area? So as far as success, you know, successful people is like such a open to interpretation thing. (laughs) So for me, you know, success is like, it's really important for me to always do a good job, to always do my best, to always work hard, to always be diligent to, you know, if a client comes in on day one versus actually the client, I just, I literally just got home from doing a client's hair that I've done for eight years. And she came in and I said, you know, how are you liking your new haircut? And I'm like teaching her how to style her hair. And I said, well, what products are you using in it? And she's like, well, I bought that flat iron from you, but I never figured out how to use it. And I'm going, you've had that flat iron for two years and I haven't taught you how to use it. Like what a terrible hairstylist I am. Then I told her, I'm like, I feel like I failed you as a stylist because it's my responsibility to like always do my best, always educate my clients, always teach them how to do stuff. And so I feel like success is really, and and this is what it always goes back to for me specifically is like success to me is my clients loving their hair, feeling beautiful, understanding how to recreate what I did in the salon. And then the rest of it just kind of comes with it. It's not, I mean, Instagram is great and I love it. And I love working with brands and I love working with brands that I truly love, but that's only because my clients, does that make sense? Like it's such a service industry to me that it's all about our clients. I mean, none of us would have jobs if it wasn't for them. And so Mm -hmm. it always goes back to that for me. And I do think as far as success goes, when you're passionate about something and you really love something it's very easy to be successful at it because it doesn't really feel like work. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could easily work less. I could easily not do as much as I do, but I like literally go into work and I love what I do every day. And I think a lot of that happens to be the fact that like, I've been able to create my Instagram to like draw a certain client that I love, a creative color client, or I'm like really big into blonding. It's like one of my passions. Cause you always have to do that under creative color anyway. And so the people that are drawn to me have similar like feels and vibes and they're very artistic. And so it's just fun to have them in my chair. I mean, I had a message from a client yesterday that's like, why did we go eight weeks between appointments? I have so much to talk about. (laughs) And it's just one of those things where I feel like success is so it's like so open to interpretation. But for me, it's like, you know, being able to go to work and really enjoy what you do and still make money at it and provide for your family Um, and like take care of our clients and make them feel special. You are awesome. So that's definitely your strength because you're helping your customers also. I love it. Okay, guys. So I have something really cool to like share with you. So not only did I scroll up and down and find this woman that is super amazing, right? But she has been working with the most amazing brands. And I know you guys are always asked, 
you know, how do I get to work with brands? Like you ask me all the time, how do you, how can I work with you? And she has gotten opportunities to work with a dozen different kinds of brands. And I would love for you, um, Sydney, if you can explain how my audience could start, you know, engaging with them, calling them, what, what advice can you give to them? Well, the, the best thing I can say as far as working with brands is if you want to work with brands, you need to start. Um, I have done so much stuff for free, so much stuff for free. And meaning that if I'm going to be doing, you know, a beautiful updo on Mariah and she's coming in and I want to use all of my Goldwell products for her updo, I'm going to go ahead and create content with Goldwell products in it, even if Goldwell's not paying me, because I want them to see how much I love their brand and how much, I mean, people do that. I know so many people do that with pink pewter. Like we, I, I mean, I have a pink pewter piece in my hair today and it's because I actually love the brand, you know, and I love the person behind it. And so I feel like if you want to work with somebody, you need to be showing them what you have to offer, um, before you just start like asking for money or asking for product or asking for anything. And then what I typically do is like, once something starts doing really well, like, let's say I do this awesome boho braid and it's like trending really well on my page. I DM that directly to the brand and I'll say, you know, Hey, Goldwell, this braid is blowing up. I would love to share it with you guys in case you need to put it or in case you're looking for something for your content calendar, just basically like putting a little bug in there saying like, this is really good. It's great. And, you know, I don't just even only do that with brands. I do that with modern salon. I do that with behind the chair. I do that with American salon. I do it with all the big pages. And now I don't do it like every single week, but if something is really doing well, it, in this business, you have to be bold and you have to speak for yourself because there are so many talented hairstylists. It's like impossible to get your voice out there. If you don't do that, no one's going to be able to just like find a needle in the haystack of beautiful needles. Like everyone's work is amazing. Everyone's color work is amazing. Everyone's updos are amazing. And it's getting to the point where a pretty picture doesn't just do it anymore. And so the more you can support that brand too, on their page, like I'm always on the pages of the brands I work with. I work with Sexy Hair too, and I work with um, Donna Bella Extensions, and I'm on their pages supporting the artists that they are supporting and showing them that I am like part of their team. And I'm not just here to like create content and go home, that I actually like use their products on my clients. And I think that's the best thing is like use the products, DM the brands, tag the big pages, and continue to grow. Because obviously it's very beneficial for, you know, sexy hair to have someone with like 130,000 followers to be posting their, their products versus when I started off at 300 followers. So I feel like the more you can grow, the bigger your audience is, and you do get a little bit bigger of a voice because you, you're getting their content out to more people, if that makes sense. 100%. Yeah. See guys. You guys are liking it so far, aren't you? I know you are. All right, Sydney, how, how do you plan your post? I, uh, you're always working with clients. I, I know that. So how do you, how do you like decide what post you're going to do and what kind of lighting do you use? Because that's the number one question people ask. So, okay. So if you would have asked me this a year ago, my answer would be totally different <laughs> because Instagram has changed thanks to COVID and, um, just the reality of where we are now. So in 2019 and like prior to that, everything was very curated. Everything was beautiful. Everything flowed together. And I do feel like it's very challenging to do creative color and make it look pretty on your page. Cause it's like so much going on. 
I would make sure I didn't have two pinks next to each other or two blondes next to each other. And I would even do it in like rainbow order. And it was like, you know, perfect when you looked at it. Well, the reality of that is no, it's no longer. What's happened is Instagram has, um, and not to get too deep into this, cause I could take up an hour talking about engagement, but Instagram has basically prioritized posts that tend to keep people's attention longer. So when I'm creating a post, I'm thinking through like what order to post it in. My number one goal right now is to create content that's going to keep someone on that specific post for a long amount of time. So for example, if I would have had, you know, 10 pictures of this beautiful start to finish, um, you know, level two black up to like, you know, platinum lavender, I would have maybe broken that into two or three posts. Now what's happening is I'm putting that all in one post and showing start to finish step by step. Because when someone is scrolling through 10 pictures, they're obviously staying on your page for at least 10 seconds. And that's notifying Instagram that this post is valuable to Sydney's audience. So we need to send it out to more people. So as I'm curating my page now, it's less about the overall view of like what the page looks like. And it's more about what information I can share with my audience that's going to keep them on my page longer, be valuable as far as like saving and sharing, and also keep them coming back for more, which is a completely different. If you look at my page now, in my opinion, it's not very pretty. Like the overview is not very pretty. I have a lot of attention getting things as my cover photo. So like I used to always put a finished product at the beginning of my videos. Now you always see that like level eight, level nine hair that's like half painted and half not painted because I want someone to go, oh, what is she going to do with this? What's going to happen? And I want them to click on it. So that's how I plan it out. I'm always thinking through like what kind of um, a cover photo or what kind of an image can I get people's attention with? And then how do I keep them there? And then as far as lighting goes, I actually am super blessed. My salon has huge windows all in my room. So I get that great natural light. Um, but when it's not light, I do have a ring light in my room that I just set up. And then the other thing that is like a game changer for me is I have just a cell phone stand that I set up and I, just, I do everything on time-lapse pretty much. And I put my phone on it and I just get different angles. I'll literally, I don't leave it in the same place anymore, which from 2019 and beyond, it was always in the same place, always the same thing, same recipe all the way through. Now people are home and they're on their phones and they're looking, they're getting bored. So I move it around. I do, I do it from the top. I do it from the side and I'll slow it down and I'll speed it up and try to keep things interesting and not just give people the same. I mean, it's obviously every single rainbow is different, but not the same recipe every time I'm trying to teach something or stop it or slow it down for one panel of hair in each video. And that's kind of how I get to where a post finally goes out. And then the other thing that I think is really important for everybody to know is like, I never am far enough ahead to like curate my post. I never have 10 posts ready to go. I literally have none in my phone right now because I have 75 humans that I've done their hair and I haven't, I haven't like edited their videos yet. So I'm always posting in real time. Pretty much what you see is probably what I did within the last two to three days. And it's just because I'm excited about it and I want to get it out there and I want to post it and I don't have time to wait for it to look pretty on my grid anymore. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what uh, video apps, a lot of people ask, you know, because a lot of people do it on their phone. So I'm sure you do it with your phone also, correct? Or do you have a camera? No, I do everything on my phone. Yeah. Perfect. So what and apps do you use? 
So for, for me, honestly, I, I'm always, I'm a big iPhone user. So I have the brand new iPhone 12 and it's amazing. Um, I just use video time-lapse and then I upload it into iMovie and I pretty much edit 99% of my stuff just on my phone and iMovie. And then every once in a while, I'll move it into InShot, which several of my good hair friends use. And it kind of um, can help you with the ratios as far as like reels versus stories versus whatever. It's a great one to have on your phone. And you can also add some really cool um, text overlay in that. I never add text on iMovie, always an InShot. And then the other thing that I do is my husband's like a big music guy. <laughs> and so we basically share a Dropbox folder. And once I've um, created a video that's like a minute long, I just send it to him and he adds the music because I'm not cool enough to know like what cool music is. And so he, and he is. And so I, and he's like, really like, oh, this is like, when you do this with the hair, that's where the music drops. And I'm like, cool, sounds good. I don't, I mean, I really don't care, but he's, he's always the one that adds the music. And then I'm really big on reels right now. And if you guys are not posting reels, I'm going to do like a PSA. You have got to be posting reels. They're so easy. You don't even have to put any thought into them. You literally post a 15 to 30 second video, swipe up, use something that's not even that edited in your phone because people are loving them. Um, and then you get to add real music to it, like really fun, happy. I'm all about like the 70s, 80s, 90s music. And it's just been such a fun, I feel like I needed a breath of fresh air into Instagram to like feel excited again, just because it's 2020 and it's been hard. And so reels has been where it's at. And like everyone that I've been telling to post reels, they have been growing like crazy because not a lot of people are using it. So if you're out there and you're not using it, you're missing out. <laughs> Use it, Mariah. <laughs> uh, you know, the problem is I have a brand. Okay. So because I have a brand, I cannot use real music because I don't have the copyrights for it. So I have, I have a business page. So if you have a salon and you know, it's a business page, you cannot upload any music like that. Um, or it's going to be copyrighted and taken down. So as a stylist, yes, you could do it. Um, as a person, yes, you could do it. But as a brand, we can't. And, you know, I, I try to buy music, obviously, that I have the copyrights for and it's fine but it's not the same. I want the cool music like God. he has, you know, but um, it is what it is. And it's 15 seconds and, or, or is it three seconds, right? The tops that you could do it on reels. Uh-huh. 15 so, to 30 seconds. Yeah. It's so, so fun. It's so happy. <laughs> yeah, it is really happy. And, and honestly, I, I sometimes scroll on Sydney's page and it's seven in the morning. When I wake up, I, I go on my social media before I have coffee. Yes. Before I get out of bed and I look at it and it makes me happy because I want to get up and dance. <laughs> I'm like, okay, forget it. Who needs the coffee when you got Sydney's page with the, with the high music. So I want to ask you, do you, when you're posting, do you need hashtags? Are, are those like really necessary? Because I have some people, you know, some content creators that said, no, we don't need it. And some that believe in it. What do you think? So uh, here's the thing. I'm a firm believer in hashtags. I'm, I, they have, I swear that's why I have grown so much in 2018. I am um, 2018 to 2019. I went from 20,000 followers to hundred thousand in 12 months. And I swear it's because of the mm -hmm. exposure that I got, you know, and everything that I was doing, but also in hashtags, because hashtags are basically your database for how people can find you. That's your Google for whatever image or post you're creating. So if you're going to be posting an image, 
and you only you're you're allowed 30 and you're only going to post three hashtags you're getting yourself a tenth of the exposure that you could get if you had 30. so why am i going to work so hard to do all the videos set everything up write out the caption tag the people in the photo and then not give myself the most exposure that i can get that just it does not make sense to me and i know there's i've read all the articles i've read the nine to 11 hashtags is the sweet spot then 17 hashtags is a sweet spot then 27 whatever you do don't do 30 because they'll think you're a bot the bottom line is i have been doing 20 to 30 for years and i have never been blocked or thought i was a bot <laughs> nothing has happened and multiple people have said they found me through hashtags that they follow because you can follow hashtags now so if you think that like for me perfect example tattoo artist. They love me because they have creative hair. Most of the time they, they are probably allowed to have creative hair because they have tattoos that they can have at work. It's not a big deal. People that come into them also come in and they pay for tattoos. They can probably have fun hair at work if they have tattoos showing at work. Right. Mm -hmm. So the hashtag tattooed girl, hashtag tattoo artist, those people who are very artistic, colorful, who can get away with things that might be a little bit more non-traditional can probably walk around with hair like mine. And they, I have so many people following me because I use that hashtag. So I think if you're using the same hashtags all the time, that's where we get into trouble because the same people are seeing you. It's the same thing as me tagging, you know, I'm in Denton, Texas. I, I two years into Instagram, I said, I'm not tagging Denton, Texas anymore. I'm not taking new clients. And if people in Denton, Texas, it's a small town aren't following me already. They don't want to, it's like time to move on. Right. So I expand your reach. We do the same thing with hashtags and I always do it according to, you know, whatever I'm posting now in my notes, I do have like 20 sets of hashtags and I can copy and paste those, um, which is super helpful. But yeah, I think hashtags are really important. And I would encourage people to like think through the brands they're using, the techniques that they're using, their area that they're in, and then also the big pages that they want to be reposted on and like break it down into those groups and think through like what would be valuable for them as far as the search is concerned. Thank you. I love it. I love it. All right. So I'm going to put, once I edit this podcast, I will um, put it in a blog and I'm going to go on her page and I'm going to look at some of the hashtags and I'm going to share it with all of you in our blog. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, let's talk retail. You know, retail is a, a touchy subject for a lot of salons. Uh, the number one thing people do, they come into the salon, they, they know they're getting their hair done, but sometimes hairdressers, you know, don't know how to retail products. They don't. Um, some do, some don't, but you know, the hair, the style, uh, the customer comes in and, you know, you, you, they're coming for a haircut or they're coming for a blow dry or a balayage. And that's the only thing the stylist sells them, but they don't sell them the shampoo, the, you know, the leave-in conditioner, the hairspray. I don't know if they forget or whatever, but what do you recommend? Because this is one of the biggest topics I have in all of my events, because retail is one of the touchiest subjects and you have a salon. What is your strong, what, what are your strengths with retail? So to me, I think the biggest mistake that we make as stylists, because we, a lot of us are very like service oriented is that we look at retail as a sales side of our business. And I don't think that that's the case. I think that retail is still service oriented. I think we're still doing our clients a service 
by explaining to them all the products that we've used on their hair. Um, and I feel like when you get into that, like, oh my gosh, I have to sell this. I have to make money. I have to, you know, push this product, but I don't want to, cause I hate it when people sell to me, that's where retail gets like that bad stigma. When what's happening is if you're not selling your client retail, they're getting online, they're watching bloggers on YouTube, they're watching so-and-so and how they did it. And the products that they may be purchasing may not even be what's best for their hair because you're their hairstylist and you know what they need. So for me, I'm not like a pushy person. I'm not a pushy salesperson by any means at all, but I do feel like I'm doing a disservice to my clients if I'm not explaining, okay, you know, this is, these are the things that we used on your hair. This is how you keep your hair blonde. These are my blonde rules. You need to know it. And a lot of times I'll even say like, I have this Instagram post under this hashtag. Um, I have a hashtag that's called um, formulas with Sid Lopez. And it like has all my hashtags in it for hairstylists. I have one like that's similar for my clients that I can go to and like maintaining your blonde. And then it already has all the things. And, and what's so easy for me is my clients are, they follow me. And so they're seeing me post all the things that I'm loving in my salon for, you know, the five weeks before they come in between appointments. So like perfect example, when sexy hair last year, they launched their surfer line, which by the way, smells like the beach and is amazing. Um, they have um, a texture spray called surfer girl. And then like a hairspray called high tide. I started using them and I love them. So I started posting about them. Well, I already had retail sold before people walked in the door. People are like, Hey, just make sure when I come in for my appointment that you have that surfer girl on that high tide. If you think that they will be great for my hair. And I was literally putting kits together before people even walked in the door because I truly love it so much. I'm using it on my hair and I'm such a product person. Like I'm never going to stay with the same hairspray for my entire life. I'm like, Ooh, there's something new out. It's shiny. Let me try it. You know? And so I feel like because I'm excited about it and I'm like, you've got to try this spray or you've got to try this dry shampoo or um, I actually got to be on this TV show last year called the look all stars. And there was a product on there that I fell in love with. And it was a European product only. And I came back and I told all my clients about it for like 12 months. Finally, it came into stores in the U S and I sold like 25 of them in like the first week and a half, because I've been telling people about it forever. And I feel like that's the biggest thing is if we can take the shift from feeling like a salesperson and, and shifted into educating our clients on what's best for their hair before someone else out there tells that. Cause I'm going to tell everyone's clients what to use. They're going to get it from me. So they can either buy it, you know, from their, you know, big box stores, or they can buy it from their stylist. But if their stylist isn't even talking about it, it's just easier for them to get it while they're on their normal shopping trip. And I think that's the biggest thing is you know, uh, my mom's salon that she owned from 79, um, you know, till we moved to Texas in the nineties, they were able to like basically pay their entire rent with retail. And that's because that's where people bought their stuff was in the salon that those were the years that you bought it there. And so I feel like in order to keep people and people have been so amazing this year of saying like, I really want to support you. Do you have this product? Because it's 2020 and they're like thinking back to that again. But if you're not posting about it and telling people how much you love it, then they're not going to get it. So that's my big thing is don't look at it as a pain in the neck. I do the same thing with pictures and this is a tangent, but I have to share this too. Like I always get the number one question I get is like, well, when someone's in my chair for four hours, the last thing I want to do is bother them and ask them to take pictures. And I don't think of it as a pain. I think of it as the final ending point of our appointment because I want that client to see the beautiful work I just did. And I want to be able to text it to them later and say, oh my gosh, look at how pretty this is. And I don't feel like I'm being inconveniencing to them. Same thing with retail. 
pictures and retail are like the end of your appointment. And that's just where you go. <laughs> I love it. You guys hear this. Okay. Stylists, salon owners, knock, knock, knock. Everybody wants education, right? We love education. The more we learn, the more we grow, right? So Sydney has a, uh, an awesome tip. You have to educate your customers. And the more you educate them, the more they're going to buy from you. So retail is a very, very important tool. You know, I, I own a business, right? I, I, I'm a hairstylist. I'm a motivational speaker. I have, um, I own the brand Pink Pewter. I have a lot of thing, different things on my plate. But in order to get to the next level, you have to, you know, you, you make this much money, you know, with on the chair, right? The next one is retail, guys. You need to sell a lot of retail. And then from there, obviously, uh, we'll talk about this another time, but everybody needs an e-commerce channel. People have a website, yeah. But in order to make more money, I really suggest, and this is another topic that we'll get to, but every hairstylist needs an e-commerce channel to sell. Yes, guys, what happens if your door closes, like the pandemic, right? And you don't know what to do. There's always yet next channel of e-commerce to get to the next level. And that will support you in hard times. But again, back to Sydney, the education is very important to sell. That's step one, educate your customers. The more you educate, the more they're going to buy. Right, Sydney? Right? Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have... Um, I, I, I'm really proud of her. You know, she, um, I want to say congratulations because in person, I never told you she won guys. She was the, the emerging colorist of the year on the AIA awards. How was that? And how the heck did you get discovered to be on that panel? Because that was a lot of stylists and, and she won it. And that's a huge deal. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So it was kind of a crazy story. So the American Influencer Awards are a big deal. And they were at, um, you know, the theater where the Academy Awards are. <laughs> That's actually like where they were at the big famous theater in LA. Um, sadly, they were when I was like, uh, seven and a half months pregnant and so sick. And I had just flown to LA, been back for two days and then flown to um, Canada and then got back and I was only back for a day. And I was like, you know, I have been to so many hair shows and I'm just so sick and I just want to see my eight-year-old and lay at home and I'm going to watch these live like on my computer. And I mean, I was in there with like such big influences to me. They were, it's just crazy to see like my name next to these people that I like have learned so much from and that I just think are amazing. And so I'm like watching at home and I'm waiting for my category and I'm just eating popcorn on the couch with my husband. And then they're like, okay. And the winner for emerging colors of the year is Sydney Lopez. And I was like, wait, did they say me? <laughs> and my husband's like, yeah, they said you. And I'm like, I won. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, I never win anything and I'm not there. <laughs> and I told him, I said, you know, you like grow up, like playing around with like, you get your Academy Award moment. You get to like do a big speech. Cause that's what they were doing. Like people are going up on stage and making speeches at the place where the Academy Awards are. And I'm like, I missed my opportunity. That was my chance to do my Academy Award speech. And it just had like a picture of me and said like, congratulations, which was great. But it is kind of funny because it's like the one thing I didn't go to and then I won it. So if you guys ever get nominated for something, go, even if you're sick and you're pregnant, and you don't feel good. 
I loved it. That I was actually watching it on the couch. All my friends were all over there. And when I saw Sydney Lopez, I was really, really excited. You worked your ass off to get where you're at. You deserve that and a lot more. I want to say thank you for being on my podcast. You know, I love you with all my heart. Thank you for supporting my audience and giving them the best tips. And I just want to, you know, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I don't know if this will be on there, but I did want to say thank you so much for um, including me in this amazing group of artists that you have. And I have been a huge fan of yours and a follower of yours from the beginning. And I can't wait to see where you go as you take over the world. <laughs> I love you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye, baby.